Ineffably Yours Part 1 by Secondhand News Chapter 24 How Sweet It Is Read by Celestial Biscuit Club Becky July 2019 Primrose Cottage, St Ives It had been a long while since Crowley had been in heaven, but he would have wagered his earthly possessions that there was nothing in the realm of paradise that registered anywhere close to the utter euphoria of Aziraphale's hands pressing his wrists against the mattress as the angel's teeth grazed his collarbone. Holy hell, he breathed, voice husky with untapped longing, as Aziraphale leaned in agonisingly close, his breath warm against Crowley's ear. I believe that's what we call an oxymoron. Crowley arched his back to steal a kiss, couldn't resist nipping at Aziraphale's bottom lip while he was there. Not the time to pick me up on my linguistic choices. Quite right. Aziraphale released his wrists and sat up then, the weight of him pressing deliciously against Crowley's hips. As casually as if they'd been partway through assembling a jigsaw, he hopped off the bed and fished his trousers up off the floor. Time for a spot of lunch? Are you kidding me? Crowley leant up on his elbows, watched Aziraphale leave without so much as a backward glance. I'll get you back for this, Angel. A second later, Aziraphale's head popped back around the door. I'm counting on it. They'd fallen into an easy routine of eating lunch outside in the cottage's pretty walled garden, legs entwined under the picnic bench, as they enjoyed whatever treats they'd picked up in the bakery that morning. It had become a habit over the last few days, spend the morning walking into St Ives and exploring what the perfectly idyllic seaside town had to offer, return shortly before lunch laden with scrunched paper bags filled with bread and pastries and warm doughy pasties that sent curls of steam skyward when they broke into them, hungry from the morning's walk and whatever else had been on the agenda before lunch. I was thinking about what you said the other day, bliss being ephemeral and all that. Crowley paused to take a bite out of a Cornish pasty the earthy taste of the meat and saltiness of the gravy mingling in perfect harmony. I don't think I'll ever get sick of these. Anyway, bliss, ephemerality. What's the only way to make it impossible to lose something? Memories. Can't destroy memories, can you? Go on. Aziraphale leaned forward, interested. Let's live a life we could never forget. Goes hand in hand with your newfound appreciation for hedonism. What are the things you've always wanted to do if fear didn't hold you back? Aziraphale considered it for a moment, one finger tapping rhythmically against his chin. I've never been on an aeroplane. Perfect. We'll go somewhere. Travel the human way. I've never tried absinthe. We'll put that on the list. I find that hard to believe. What great friends you were with Rambaud, after all. Hmm. Crowley nodded, momentarily lost to memories. You think he ever would have met his deadlines if someone hadn't stayed sober enough to help him get home? It had started to grow dark outside by the time they had finished their list. Ideas scrawled on a napkin in two opposing fonts. One script elegant and even, neatly sloped to the right. The other malformed and rushed, as if the fingers it belonged to couldn't get the words out fast enough. Eclectic, Aziraphale noted, finger hovering next to go to a nightclub, which was nestled next to stroke a dog. Seems fitting. Crowley folded the napkin in half, slipped it in his back pocket, as they made their way back to the kitchen, busied themselves with tidying up the remnants of the day. There was something reassuring in their silence, he thought, the way they carried out the most mundane of tasks without needing to fill the space between conversations. 
In the grand moments, the breathless kisses as the sun set behind them, the whispered declarations of an eternity of bliss together, he found a thrill deeper than anything he'd ever dared imagine. But it was in the domesticity that he found stability, the quietest form of love that laid the foundation for everything else. Are you sure about this, Angel? You don't know who's going to answer. Crowley paced between the fireplace and the window, in an attempt to channel his unease that wasn't anywhere close to successful. I'm supposed to be in Greece tomorrow, Aziraphale reminded him, kneeling down on the floor to fold the rug back, tiny motes of dust dispersing into the air as he did so. Besides, I haven't taken a holiday in almost three centuries. I'm overdue. Morocco, Crowley asked, turning on his heel to pace back the way he'd just come. Morocco, Aziraphale nodded briskly, hurrying on to the next point before the conversation about his last holiday could continue. There aren't many people in heaven, I trust, but it will attract less attention than if I'm reported missing in action. Might think hell got its claws into you. Hmm, in a manner of speaking, it did. Crowley conceded then, pursing his lips and nodding with a heavy dose of pride. He came to a stop as Aziraphale ran his finger along the floorboards, drawing out the shapes and symbols from memory. Wish hell had one of these. Would make dealing with Beelzebub a lot more fragrant. You'd better stay out of sight. Aziraphale turned back to look at him before he drew the final symbol and gestured over to the doorway that lay behind the portal he had drawn. Don't step into it again. Think of the paperwork. Crowley took a step back, lingered in the doorway safely out of sight and smiled cheerily as he waited for Aziraphale's inevitable huff. Yes, thank you for your constructive input. He opened his mouth to continue, but then the portal shuddered to life, pale blue light rising up from the floor as a hum echoed around the room. Hello? Aziraphale called out, glancing down to make sure his feet were nowhere near the portal. Hoped Crowley hadn't noticed. There was only silence, but then... When he'd started to fear he'd missed out a key symbol, a lilting voice filled the room. You've reached the switchboard, how can I help you? Oh, hello, um, I was hoping you could put me through to the Archangel Raphael, if you'd be so kind. One moment, please. Have a blessed day. The switchboard, Crowley scoffed, leaning in from the doorway. Masters of originality, your side. Shh, Aziraphale hissed, waving him away. They're not my side, we're on our own side, remember? Your favourite saying? Aziraphale? Raphael's voice rose up from the portal, as clear as if they were standing there in the cottage. Hello, Raphael. How is, uh, everything? Aziraphale rocked back onto his heels, and he clasped his hands in a vain attempt to stop fidgeting. To what do we owe the pleasure? Straight to the point, as always. No time for small talk in an archangel schedule. I've decided to take a few days off. We're having one of those rare English summers down here where the sun makes an appearance. Thought I'd have a little break down by the coast. Spot of bird watching, perhaps. I see. And the miracle you're set to perform in Athens tomorrow afternoon? Aziraphale took a deep breath, tried to keep his voice even as he launched into the white lie he'd been practising for the last hour. I thought perhaps the Principality Nithail might be keen to take it on, they mentioned wanting to work further afield when we spoke at the Divine Conference. Further afield? Raphael fell silent, considering the proposal. From across the portal, Aziraphale shot Crowley a worried look. Maybe this was a mistake. It has been a long while since your last holiday. Morocco, I believe. 
Yes, yes, Morocco, he smiled tightly, fixing his eyes on a particularly interesting smudge on the floor next to the fireplace. Normal service will resume, of course, in a week or so. When Raphael's voice filled the room a moment later, both Angel and Demon breathed a sigh of relief. I will speak to Nathiel. Enjoy your break. Make sure you're well rested for your return. We have a lot of work to do. Splendid. Behind his back, Aziraphale clenched one fist victoriously. Thank you, Raphael. Much appreciated. Bye for now. Goodbye, Aziraphale. Raphael paused for a split second before dropping their voice to tack on their final goodbye. Gentle amusement unmistakable. Goodbye, Crowley. Bye, Raphael! Crowley swung in from the doorway, brandished one hand inside of the portal and gave a little wave. As the background hum fell silent and the portal powered down, Aziraphale stared from the floor to Crowley, a look of absolute disbelief stretching from eyebrows to open mouth. What in God's name do you think you're... Oh, chill out, Angel, we go way back. Worked in the creation department together. Aziraphale managed to keep up his sulk until the early hours of the morning, at which point Crowley set down a mug of tea and a plate of shortbread biscuits next to him and the angel leaned up to plant a kiss on the side of his jaw, momentarily forgetting he was supposed to be grumpy. Forgiven me then, Crowley asked, settling down next to him, one ankle leaning on the opposite knee as he spread that day's newspaper across his lap. Hard not to with a face like that, Aziraphale admitted, sliding one hand around a mug of tea. Anyway, don't you need to tell down there you're taking a holiday? Crowley looked up from the newspaper and glanced out the window at a neighbouring cottage, where a weather vane spontaneously crashed down from the roof and smashed into the windscreen of a Land Rover parked outside. He shrugged, turning his attention back to the paper. That'll do.